You said something to another person about another person. It wasn't nice. You shouldn't have said it, but you did. Then, to your horror, you notice or find out the person you were talking about heard what you said. Ever happened to you? It's happened to me. sinking feeling that you said something about another that you shouldn't have said, they overheard it, or maybe it got back to them, you feel like a heel, because you were. Telling secrets, criticizing others isn't new. All those intelligence secrets spilled publicly the past few days, first put up on a video gaming site. The fallout, true or not, will be happening for a long time to come. There's a reason scripture says, hold on to your tongue, don't wag your tongue, speak good of others. Love your neighbor after first loving God. Jesus told us, speak kindly and most important, speak words of grace. God's grace leading others to Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And you've joined us in a series that we're doing this week after Easter called Gospel Winds in Cuba. Back with me on the program today, coming from Miami is our new Spanish speaker and director of El Faro de Redención, Danny Rojas. Danny, I'm in California. You're at the tip of Florida. Welcome back again to the program. Thank you, Charles. It's great to be here. Well, you and I were in Cuba, and we were there a few days ago leading a pastor's conference on Philippians. And we were there in multiple churches, and we handed out Bibles, and we gave out reading glasses to help people read those new Bibles. And was there one particular encounter, maybe one special Christ moment from our trip that you could share with us today? Yes, Charles, absolutely. One of the greatest moments on that trip for me, uh, as you call it a Christ moment, was when I sat down with the son of my father's best friend in Cuba. He was, um, he's a pastor today and he is the head of a denomination, but we'd never met each other. Yet my father and his father grew up together in Puerto Padre, Cuba. They went to seminary together, and then they were separated for decades because my father came to the United States, and his father decided that he needed to stay in Cuba. So we shared together uh, one day after, after lunch. We hung out at his house, and as we shared stories, we swapped stories, I found out something I didn't know, which was that my father had asked his father to come with him said we can do this together we can work together and his dad said no my place is in Cuba and as we analyzed how their lives turned out it was so clearly the hand of God so clearly God's Mm. providence at work because had my father stayed in Cuba many books many Bibles and resources that were necessary for the progress of the gospel in Cuba would not have made it to Cuba because he as the editor and director of Editorial Caribe produced those those works. And at the same time, if his father had come up to the United States, well, then he wouldn't have been there to facilitate their coming into the country because it was, it was this pastor and his father that worked together with the government in order to get permission to bring these, uh, these works over. And one of the pastors that was with us commented, wow, that just reminds me of how God works through pain and things that 
that may seem painful or even evil at the moment, God works them for good. And mm. brother, we, we cried together as we, we, we rejoiced in the sovereign love of God and, and how he, he orchestrates and makes things happen mm. for, his, for his glory and for our good. Absolutely. Amen to that. Thanks, Danny, for sharing that story. And on this Haven Today, in the next few minutes, we'll be back talking about chapter three of Philippians. And when you read all of Philippians, all four chapters with 104 verses, you're struck by the heart of the Apostle Paul. It's a thank you letter, and it's filled with warm teaching. There wasn't a Jewish population in Philippi, so not once does Paul quote the Old Testament like he does in all his other writings. But if you want to sum up what Philippians is all about, it goes back to that phrase showing up 37 times in such a short letter more than any other book in all the Bible, that phrase, in Christ. Well, we'll also hear what it's like to be a university student in Cuba who is a believer in Jesus, a believer in Christ at a secular school in a communist country. I think you'll enjoy hearing that testimony. And this week, I want to be bold, bold to ask for your prayers, to raise the funds we need to share Christ every day all across Cuba, on a 500,000-watt radio station off the island of Bonaire. That's a lot of electricity to share Christ to 11-plus million people every day. We need to raise $65,000 over the next two months. Not only does your gift help with the broadcast, it helps us to teach pastors, like at that conference where Danny and I were last week. It helped us hand out Bibles to children and teens who had never owned a copy before. So would you pray boldly? And then give boldly as the Lord leads. Visit our website after the program, and you can make your gift there, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And now, let's open the program with music and worship in English and Spanish. Who has held the oceans in his hand? Who has numbered every grain of sand? Kings and nations tremble at His voice. All creation rises to rejoice. Behold a God seated on His throne. Come, let us adore Him. Behold a King, nothing can compare. Come, let us adore Him.
Close upon his hands, bearing all the guilt of sinful men. God eternal, humble to the grave. Jesus, Savior, risen now to Easter. Contempla a Dios, Behold Our God from Sovereign Grace here in a haven today called Gospel Winds in Cuba. I'm Charles Morris, and joining me again is our new Spanish speaker and director, Danny Rojas. Danny, my Spanish is horrible, but I did give it a stab on the title of that song we just <laughs> opened with. <laughs> All right. I've heard worse, Charles. <laughs> Hey, you're very gracious to me. (laughs) Danny, we're looking at Philippians, which you and I were teaching to 50 pastors and their spouses last week. Let's dig into chapter 3 now. Let's talk about the big picture here that Paul is sharing, and then we can dig into the detail a little bit more. You want to start with the big picture for us? Well, I think the big picture is this focus on finding rest in Christ. Righteousness Mm, comes to us through faith in Christ. And um, if I could just comment on a a couple of verses that that point to this, Paul begins this this, uh, chapter by talking about certain people that they should look out for. He says, look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. And uh, sound like strong words, right? Mm -hmm. But he says, he says, we are the circumcision who worship by the spirit of God and glory 
in Christ Jesus, there's that phrase, and put, watch this, no confidence in the flesh. And I, I think mm. it's, it's amazing because these, these are strong words that it would probably make us uncomfortable to refer to other people as dogs or evildoers. We, we hesitate to be so rough these days, but Paul really wants them to understand how foreign it should be for believers to put their confidence in the flesh. Where's our focus? It's supposed to be the Spirit of God, Christ Jesus, glorying in Him, boasting in Him even. And, and it says, again, putting no confidence in the flesh. Then he gives a, a list of, of things by which he could recommend himself if he wanted to. He, he speaks of, of being circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that's, mm, that, that yes. is resting in Christ. Mm, mm, how precious. And it's, it's quite interesting. If you look at all of Philippians and, and we have those 50 pastors and spouses divide up into groups and we had them go off and read all of Philippians in one sitting aloud. I think we had five groups and that way, instead of just picking one verse at a time, or even just looking at one chapter at a time, they saw the whole letter as Paul had written it. And the thing that strikes me, Danny, as interesting is in chapter two, which we looked at yesterday, we get the example of Christ first. Paul doesn't give his own example first. He gives the example of Christ and the humility that you spoke of with me yesterday. And then he gives his own example today of how even though he had all these accomplishments and by birth he had achieved a certain status in Judaism, it's all worth nothing for Christ's sake. Mm. That's what counts. That's right. And, and this is so important as we were sharing in Cuba. You know, where I live and you live, people are proud to be citizens of the United States. I'm proud to be an American. Mm. But I think both wherever you live, whether it's the U.S., Canada, Cuba, wherever in the world, if we're a follower of Jesus, we have another citizenship that comes first. And um, I'll let you preach to me that, because that (laughs) is very significant, I think, at the end of chapter three. Well, it's interesting because that that verse that that we started with yesterday, Philippians one twenty seven points to that idea of citizenship when he says, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. It has the idea of of worthy of a citizen behave as a worthy citizen. And so when we come to chapter three, we see the same that same focus that we don't look to ourselves. We don't look to our credentials. We don't look to our background. We don't look to anything human, anything within us that could justify us before God. All of that is garbage. It's rubbish. It's not worth anything compared to what we get from Jesus. Through Jesus, 
We are brought into God's family through Jesus. We are accepted through Jesus. We have this hope of the resurrection. As a matter of fact, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And of course, mm. he's not speaking of his own works there. It's actually that, that, that idea is that in Christ, those things will happen. It's not, it's not an if statement as in doubting. Right. It's an if, right. and I know this is true. I will attain the resurrection from the dead because of Christ, not because of me, mm. but because of him. And our citizenship is already there for us in heaven, as Paul says. Uh, there's one other thing, and I mentioned this the other day when we were uh, going through Philippians and talking. Four times you get this concept of the day of the Lord or eagerly awaiting a Savior. Mm. And as chapter 3 closes, there it is again. Yes. Our Lord is coming back again. He will lead us into where we belong, citizenship in heaven. And uh, it, it, it's so nice to realize that even though while Paul said it's, it's better that I stay here and be with you, even though I'd love to be with Christ right now, he's also saying we have this to look forward to. That's our hope. The hope of glory. Glory shows up all through the book. But where does that glory lead? It leads us to the second coming. Christ mm. is going to return. He's coming back for us. He says he's coming soon. Boy, I want him to come soon. Uh, all my troubles will be over. Not anything that I can solve, but Jesus is going to solve it when he just returns and takes me home. Wow. Amen. That's something to look for. Hey, I'm not supposed to be preaching today. You're the one supposed to be <laughs> preaching today. <laughs> I think the Holy Spirit's preaching today. Oh, uh, we, we, we prayed that before we went on the air. And That's right. may that be. Daddy Rojas, I think we chewed in a good way on Chapter 3 on the program today. Thanks <laughs> again for joining me. And if you've joined us on this program today, thanks for sharing with us this program called Gospel Winds in Cuba. How did we come up with this name? Well, in Cuba, there's an ocean breeze that starts to blow every year around Ash Wednesday, and it keeps blowing until just after Easter when the rainy season begins. It's actually got a name in Spanish, which I can't pronounce, uh, and it's used not just by Roman Catholics, but by many Protestants as well. Danny, what is it in Spanish? Vientos de Cuaresma. Which translated into English means? Winds of Lent. And it's a phrase that's used by many Christians. It was so interesting that even on the warmest of days, this breeze would start. And it's a great reminder that the Spirit is moving. The Spirit is at work. The wind is blowing. The pneuma is blowing in Cuba. These trade winds that come this time of year as we were there last week getting ready to celebrate Easter, and now it's after Easter this year. Well, Danny, when you and I were in Cuba, one of those churches we visited had some really great music. And remember after the service, we struck up a conversation with that keyboard player. He's a student at a secular university in a communist country, and I, I think we had to listen in to a part of this conversation with a 20-year-old and his name is Aaron, and he's part of the music team at his church in a suburb outside Havana. Yeah. How did you meet Jesus? 
Well, um, I was presented the gospel. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up in a family, in a Christian family. But I actually became a Christian when I was like 14 or 15 years old. I had to make the decision because I was grumbling between two ways, maybe. But then I made the decision to follow Christ, and I have been firm on that decision uh, so far till now. You know, is it a little hard to go to a secular university in Cuba and have friends that are atheists? Have friends who are anti-Christian. It can be challenging. It can be challenging because sometimes uh, you have to really uh, put your feet on the ground and know I am a Christian. I, you have to respect the Lord, uh, you know, in order to love Him and not betraying Him in, at school or with your friends. So I think one also have to um, choose well. Uh, the friendships, the, their friends, yeah. Your English is really great, Aaron. What does Jesus mean to you? Oh, <laughs> he's my everything. He's my everything. <laughs> I think if I didn't have anything in my life, he would just still be the, the, the first one in my life, yeah. Sometimes, you know, one is a little more down in the faith and has some questions and doubts. But when you really get to know the Lord and study the Bible and the life of Jesus, you, have to, you get to have an encounter with Him and your life is totally changed. So, yeah, I would say He's everything to me. Thank you. God bless you, Aaron. Oh, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Danny, wasn't it encouraging to meet Aaron and see the joy of the Lord on his face and in his life? Absolutely. I, I think that's one of the things that that was so evident in all of the people that we met in Cuba. All the believers seemed to radiate this joy in the Lord. It's as if we were watching uh, a an example of what Paul was calling the Philippians to do. They, they were just rejoicing. Hmm and rejoicing always when we were around them. Yes. Well, this is Haven Today, and the program is called Gospel Winds in Cuba. Danny Rojas, would you lead us in prayer right now? I'd love to. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we are thankful for all that you're doing in our lives, and we're thankful for this time that we've been able to spend in your word. Lord, uh, hearing how... You have done so much for us, Lord, and how it's so crucial for us to rest in that, Lord, to, to seek by faith that righteousness that only comes through Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't rely on ourselves. We rely on you to save us all the way. And Father, we're also thankful for the testimonies that we've heard. We're thankful for the experiences that we had in Cuba. And above all, we are, we are thankful for Jesus Christ, our Lord, who loved us and gave himself for us. So bless us today. Bless our listeners, God. Bless their families. Bless this program. And bless the people of Cuba. In Jesus' name, amen. Taven today, gospel winds in Cuba. Hard to believe, but the largest island nation in the Caribbean is still not a TV culture. They do have TV, many do, but people still listen to the radio. And the internet continues to grow through people listening on smartphones. So our Spanish program has broadcast multiple ways to Cuba, 
and all over the Spanish-speaking world. It travels by radio on that strong, powerful signal coming from Transworld Radio Station in Bonaire. And we also broadcast on WhatsApp and Telegram. And as a podcast, new programming every day. Bible teaching through the Jesus lens. Testimonies from Cubans meeting Christ and Christian music for the Spanish listener. But, and I say this word, but, we need your help. We need $65,000 for the next two months to maintain and, and pay for our Spanish budget. So I'm asking you, boldly asking you, to pray boldly on what the Lord would have you send. Yesterday, a friend who's been to Cuba with us sent $3,000. Another sent over $300. Pray boldly, but then give boldly as the Lord leads. Just call us right now and come on board with sharing Christ to Cuba and beyond. Call us now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or give online at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. I have great confidence if we pray, the Lord will work in our hearts and raise these funds we need to share Christ in Cuba. I'm Charles Morris with Danny Rojas. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Imagine yourself walking to the mailbox and finding a mysterious-looking package. You take it inside, you open it, you find a letter with your name on it. After the greeting, you read the following words, your mission, should you choose to accept it. Would you stop right there, or would you keep on reading? Long ago, a prophet was given a mission by God. This mission was given to him after an amazing vision of the Lord on his throne. This mission would not be easy. In fact, it would be filled with rejection. But the prophet Isaiah said, Here am I. Send me. The Lord has given us a mission too. It's a mission to share the good news. News of resurrection. Will you accept this call? Get more daily encouragement with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.